I'm a little out of breath because my mask on trying to take <laughs> <laughs> That happens. Oh my God. You take a beat, Steve. <laughs> Deep breath right there. Oh my God. Guys, let's pray together. Father, we really have come to adore you this morning. And yeah. Father, it's really where we want to put our fix our eyes. There's so many things going on at this time of year. And it's just good for us to come and to be at rest in your presence. Yeah. That's right. And to rejoice and to, to worship and to contemplate and to, to put our eyes on you, Father. It's, it's kind of like Nebuchadnezzar way back when when it's looked to you and his sanity was, was restored. Yeah. Father, help restore our sanity this morning. Father, help us to uh, really connect with you in a special way through the holidays. We look forward to the greatest year ever in 2022 as we think as the world is thinking a little bit more about Jesus and his impact on the world. Mm-hmm. Father, help us to really be present, Father, with, uh, with, mm-hmm. with, with you, Father, with one another, Father, with the meaning of the, of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. God, thanks for this time together. Thanks for the opportunity to come and sing and pray. And, uh, and look to you, Father, we ask you to really lead us and guide us through the scriptures this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll never forget a time, right around Christmas time, Sue and I were living in San Diego. I think we were just, we were pretty newly married. I don't think we had kids at the time. We had a big weekend around uh, Christmas. It was down at the San Diego Convention Center. And we were just like running around like chickens with our head cut off with, uh, you know, with just kind of all the stuff around that. We were involved with part of it. I was very pregnant. And, uh, okay, so that's, I, I forgot that part, but that <laughs> added a little bit of complexity to the whole, to the whole thing. And so on Sunday morning, we're, we're, we're running a little bit late and we're cruising down the highway and, uh, and sure enough, our car stopped running. Right. And so we're on our way down and, we're on this, this, this street that everybody's sort of rushing down to go to church, go down, down to the convention center. And you know, there's going to be a few, few thousand people down there. And so we're on the side of the road in our little red center that we had at first. And they were kind of conspicuous there on the side of the road. And I don't know how many people, you know, that were going to church past us, but there was plenty of cars that went by. And finally somebody came, and sure enough, the, the problem wasn't the car. The problem was we had run out of gas. And so we finally got down to church, and we're, and we're talking with somebody there, and, and, he, and, he, and he kind of gently said to us, you know, maybe see the issue is that you're kind of running on empty in general. Oh. <laughs> and maybe that's sort of a message from the Lord here. And I was like, you nailed it. Because so often around the holidays, all the, you know, the rush and the hurry and all the, all this stuff, and all the family and all the, all the plans and all the planning and, Sometimes we can just kind of get to that place where we don't even realize it, but we don't even have any gas in the tank anymore. And so I think it's really important that we kind of cherish times like this. Come on. Just to kind of breathe. And like Susan, one of Susan's new sayings is breathe and believe. Really? And so I just want to encourage everybody to take a deep breath right now. And then just kind of like Jesus told us in, in Matthew 5, in Mark 5, he says, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. Right. And uh, just trust that God's going to go us there. You know, there's an incredible passage in Acts chapter 11 Why? that uh, talks about Barnabas going to, uh, going to uh, Antioch. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a passage you can look over sometimes because there's something really crazy going on here. It's, it's Christianity is going from the Jewish world now to the non-Jewish world. 
And of course, in the non-Jewish world, there's all sorts of, you know, uh, idols and gods and sort of pagan activities and just a lot of a lot of kind of worldliness that the Jewish people weren't really used to, or they, they felt kind of protected from. But so now the good news has gone to the Gentiles, and that's us, right? I don't know how many Jewish background people there are here, but most of us are, are, are the people that 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 that, that the gospel is coming to. But it's really interesting. It says, it says verse 19, it says, Now those who have been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. This is where the good news is going to the whole world. It's going to the ends of the earth. It isn't just a Jewish thing anymore. It's a whole world thing. It's a human thing. Yeah. And so it's going to these crazy places like Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch. That's where the crazy people live. Yeah. That's where the partiers are. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Wow, even the Greeks, those Greek people, the Lord's hand was, was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Wow. News of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. I know the women had an incredible study on Barnabas. Sue was sharing with me a lot about the, the son of encouragement. And look how he went to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, you know, it's interesting because he went there and he saw this evidence of God being among them. And when he could have gone kind of critical, kind of even like doctrinally focused, well, are they all getting it right? Are they crossing their T's? Are they dotting their I's? But it's interesting because he didn't have that approach. It says when he, when he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad. And encourage them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, God, I think if Barnabas were here this morning, mm-hmm. what, would he, what would he be encouraging us to do? He'd be encouraging us not to give in to all the anxiety and the worry that's around us. Right. But he would be encouraging us to remain true to the Lord, devoted to the Lord with all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. The guys talked on us on Tuesday night about this... Um, this word called pro, proscaterero. It's a little bit tougher to pronounce, but it's proscaterero, and it means devotion. And what we realize is that the book of Acts is a book of about devotion. Mm-hmm. About being devoted to one another. About being devoted to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, breaking bread. It's a book about love. It's a love story. It's about love and action. It's about God loving us. And then us turning around with the power that we've received from that love of God, we can now love each other and look beyond our differences, look beyond our, our, our weaknesses, and look beyond sort of our culture and look to each other as brothers and sisters, as fellow journeyers, uh, you know, on this, on this journey called life. And it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's about that devotion, being devoted to the Lord. Uh, with all of our hearts and reign true to the Lord with all of our hearts. And that's really what we're here to, get, to, to do this morning. So we're here to kind of, in a sense, redevote ourselves to one another. Mm-hmm. Redevote ourselves to God through the community. <clears throat> Thinking about not the bills we need to pay, but the presents we need to buy, or whatever that might be, travel plans that we have coming up, but to think about God's incredible act of love towards us in Christ. Mm-hmm. And to let it change us. Let it literally make us different. So we walked in one way. We have the opportunity to walk out another way. 
be a little bit calmer, maybe a little bit less running on empty, and a little bit more uh, ready to uh, just live the life that God has for us without all the prayers and concerns that often come with it. You know, we've been having an incredible adventure as we've gone through the book of Acts. And I want just to kind of read, I was writing down some of the things that we've done over the last few years. Now, at the end of this, I wanted to ask you, what's kind of resonating with you personally from the book of Acts? What's kind of standing out to you? How is God really speaking to you personally through the book of Acts? Because there's so much going on there. And there's so many people just like us in there. I mean, literally, Pat Slater could be in the book of Acts. Because there's a lot of Pat Slaters in there. It's kind of cool. You know, Devin could be in the book of Acts, or Kayla, or whoever it is, because they're just people living normal lives, trying to figure it all out, that we come in connection with, and we get to know a little bit through the book of Acts. But, you know, we started off talking about, you know, the theme of the book of Acts is love and action. We talked about, you know, the three good gifts that make up the good news that we read about in Acts chapter 2. And what are those? Three things. Jesus, reconciliation, community. You know, light and life and love, the three things that all humans long for, God is providing for us in Christ, in one another. Incredible. You know, we talk about God's crazy dream. Remember we had a guest speaker that morning? Mm-hmm. It was Luke the doctor. Mm-hmm. We just read through some passages because, of course, Luke, who wrote the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, also wrote the book of Acts. And so we kind of invited Luke into our thinking about the book of Acts, and we had him sort of preach it and kind of prepare us for it through the book of Luke. And that was kind of fun because God has this crazy, massive, huge international dream that he expresses through the book of Acts. He says, go to Jerusalem, then all Judea and Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. And these are guys that have never really been more than 30 miles away from their home. But he's got this big, crazy dream for us. You know, we had a workshop. Remember this, where we had a little workshop. It's called a team builder's workshop. There's a lot of team building going on in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. You guys remember we took out the yoga mat and we had a, a little team come out and lift Kai up on the yoga mat. And we're like, you know, and we kind of, who was it? Was it Shelby that was trying to pick her up, pick him up? By her? Oh, it was Emily. That's right. So Emily's trying to, we're, we're trying to urge on and encourage Emily to to raise up, you know, to lift up Kai on the mat above her head. And we're like, we're trying to encourage her. We're actually trying to rebuke her. Maybe it's, we need to rebuke her more so she can do this. Or maybe we need to, you know, kind of just inspire her. You're awesome, Emily. But she couldn't do it. Because some things in life you need a team for. That's right. And so when the team came together to lift up Kai on that mat, of course it was just easy peasy, right? It was just no problem. Because some things you need a team for. And, and that's powerful. That's a powerful lesson for us. We also talked in that morning about taking a genuine interest in each other. Remember that? And we said, and we asked these two questions. Where are you from? How did you like growing up there? And remember the great conversation that that generated? Just kind of taking an interest in each other about where we're from and if we liked it or not. And it was interesting how, how, much, how much came out of just those two questions. And I hope we kind of put those things into, into practice a little bit. You know, as we're looking at our life teams and valuing our life teams. Because there's certain things in life, guys, we're not going to be able to do without a team. So we need teams that are connected, that are in love with each other. And then there's something about taking a genuine interest in each other. Because it draws out our hearts. And it's not just an information exchange. It's a heart exchange. And it connects us on a heart level. But again, we need so much. We don't get that through social media. We don't get through that, that through a text. 
through email. We've got to have that exchange. We're really taking a genuine interest in how each other are doing in real life. Uh, so we had our workshop. And then, guys, remember we had the Harvest Festival out at the, out at the Slaters. Yeah. Amazing. That was incredible. What a day. Wow. So many people came out, from even from other places. So fun. And then we had our big bonfire. You guys remember up at uh, the Robin's new place? Oh, yeah. With the guys? The, 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 the ladies weren't there. It was just the guy thing. Yeah. We were out there burning oh. stuff. <laughs> and a big bonfire, and we're actually taking pieces of the house, you know, <laughs> over to the bonfire. I right. have these pictures, and it's just like it's dramatic. It's like wow, it's so cool. The guy just coming out. Well, what are we talking about? We talk about boldness. We talk about being bold, and there's such a story of boldness in the Book of Acts, and being confident, being bold, and um, it was it was awesome, unforgettable for me. I know the women, they got together uh, that Wednesday night, and, and uh, Caroline talked about uh, Tabitha, the story of Tabitha in the book of Acts. And, and it was Shelby who talked about Lydia. And it was Jeanette that talked about um, Priscilla. And again, just normal people in the Bible that inspire us so much. And that's being inspired to be like them in their faith. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Peter talk about Cornelius. And preach about the gospel going to the Gentiles in Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 10, 11. Steve Neff brought it, as he always does. Right on Thanksgiving Day. Heard about it. We weren't able to be there. But I know over at Sheldon Farms, or um, not, not Sheldon Farms, no, Sheldon Gym, mm-hmm. having some fun over there. I know Steve uh, really shared his heart. And earlier in the time, he also shared about this word humanity, about being available yeah. for God, which was so impacting for us. You know, in this past week, we talked about um, we talked about uh, you know Prosca Tadero, like I was like I was just talking about the one who talked about Barnabas. Oh, and then I also wrote down this. You know, a few weeks ago we met the guys over in the boardroom. You guys remember that? Yeah. And and the women were over in the other room. We wrote what we loved about each other on our backs. And we took that card and we saved it. I still have mine. My little folder. And it's just a reminder of how awesome you are, how, how awesome we, we are, how how much we have to give. And we just talked about the Good Samaritan, I know the guys did, and just being willing to share with that. And isn't that evangelism? Isn't that what makes the world go around? They don't have much, but what I have, hey, if you need some, here you go. And we share what we have. And boy, if everybody just shares a little bit of what they have, there's no needy persons among them. Yeah. All the needs are met. Because we have enough. Yeah. We have enough here. And so if, we, if, we're, if we're generous, we talk about that generosity principle. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes, it makes the, our community and then our church a powerful place. And so it's kind of amazing to me as I look through that going, wow, we've, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. And the book of Acts speaks to so much about our faith, about real life, about our relationships, mm-hmm. about our heart, about our Spirit, and on and on. What's kind of impacted you as you've kind of as you've gone through the Book of Acts, as you've been, you know, part of that, speaking of some of those things, sharing some of those things, listening to some of those, those, those times together, reading the Book of Acts. Um, is there anything that's kind of standing out to you right now in your own faith? Yeah, Rob. I think you already kind of hit on it, but I've always. Uh, I've always enjoyed reading about the unschooled and ordinary man. <laughs> so right. at times, like, I mean, it's very easy to feel very small. 
Yes. Right? And especially when you have such a large task. You know, God is like giving us a task to really share the good news, you know, to the world. And it, that just feels like unachievable, right? But I mean, how do you how do you convey that? How do you? And so, as a single as a single person uh, thinking about impact, like sometimes I'm just like I, I don't know. I don't know what I have to offer. I don't know what I have to give. But I see, like you said, like ordinary people. Like right. it's very easy, I think, to you know we want we want heroes, and so I think we look at a lot of the characters in the Bible as mm-hmm. heroes, right? Yep. Um, but they may have been just like us at the time, like you know, questioning, like, man, who am I? Like, what am I? Why am I even here? You know. But they did make an impact. Yes. You know. And was it like this earth-shattering impact at the time for them? They might not have been able to see it that way. Yep. But now we see it that way. Right. Right. And so I think it's just realizing that each one of us can can be what God wants us to be, and that's that's enough. You know, unschooled, ordinary, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, this is more about right. God than it is about our talents and skill set. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a life-changing insight, and it's, it's powerful. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, Peter. Right. <clears throat> the thing that really strikes me is God's faithful, and so God acts mm-hmm. even when, you know, through their worst oppressor, you know, who fall, God works through wow, that. Right. You know, Peter's in prison, and you know, the disciples are amazed that he's like, they, they're praying for him to be released, and yet he shows up and they're like, oh, I can't be Peter, right? You know, God is working in things that, you know, that I don't necessarily see he's working in, and he's faithful to that. Right? Yes. He's yes. got the long, the long plan in play. Even Paul, when he wanted to go to Rome, but he has to go to prison a couple of times and he's in Acts. Right. <clears throat> it doesn't really work out the way he would have preferred it to work out, but mm. God is still active in all that. So I just take it that, you know, for me it means that God's working what I feel he is, and even when I feel he isn't, yes. you know, it, it's, it's the right thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. It's great. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, I was just thinking about how God took a small group of people on Pentecost and built this community. Mm. Um, but still big and that was just like it exploded my faith like wow that's something that I want to create mm. we have a small group here but we can build a community that can like serve the community yeah. and yes. that's like something that we have that God can be great in all of us that we can do that that he wants to like, be a part of that that's so true so true becoming a part of it Burlington and Greater Burlington, Vermont feels the presence of people who have served in love. That's awesome. Yeah. The thing that stuck with me the most, or I thought of the most, was that idea of like the what I have and give. Peter was there in the temple. He's like, I don't have any money, but like what I have, I give. So that's that mindset that each person has that. Yes. Yeah. It's great. And that, and that we're each part of that, and that's, that's a pretty big contribution. If we, if we do what we want, we share. I think um, a lot of what hit me the most was just that issue that it's not about me, it's about the Holy Spirit, and it's about God moving. But I get to play a part in that. Like, God mm. uses people, mm. but. I think one of the things I learned about Barnabas recently was 
just how he was, he kind of was the Holy Spirit for people. He just kind of talks about how he was someone that the word comforter, being son of encouragement, was that he walked alongside you. I think that being an encouraging person is that we walk alongside people in their journey, yep. but that the Holy Spirit is trying to walk beside us, and it just mm-hmm. made me reflect on 35 years of being a Christian and all the ways that the Holy Spirit just took over when I just initiated, mm-hmm. where I just sort of listened to the Spirit instead of listening to my personality or my own power. Mm-hmm. Just like getting a lot more in touch with the Spirit's doing the work. I just want to be in touch with it and walking alongside it's him, it, it walking alongside me, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit's connecting with me. But that's helped me a lot because that's the magic. I think this is a Starbucks mug. I don't know, maybe Kayla knows. But I don't know. It's like put a little magic in it. Like, there's, there's some like quote that Starbucks has. They always think about the Holy Spirit. Like, gosh, I feel like Forrest Gump spiritually when I'm connected to the Spirit. Like, I meet people, I connect with people because I'm just kind of in touch with the Spirit. I'm, I'm prompted to reach out here. I'm prompted to share here. I just, Kind of enjoying the adventure of getting up every morning, going, "Wait, I get to walk with Spirit. I get to mm-hmm. see God do something and just be available." Kind of like the words of um, Steve used earlier. I think that's been really inspiring to get that faith magic back. Um, yeah. In our lives, you know? Yes. Yes. Well, look over. Look over in the Book of Acts, chapter twenty-three. I'm just going to talk about this for a moment before we uh, take communion together. But it's an interesting. Blend, isn't it, in the book of Acts? Because you ask the question, well, is it the Spirit? Is it people? Is it the team? Is it the community? And the answer is yes. It's all of that. Kind of getting in sync with each other. And walking beside one another. And walking together in this, in, in this journey called life. And yeah, we've got a big responsibility in that. We, we, we're not just, sometimes we're going to be carried along, but not for the duration. We, we've, got, we've got work to do. We've got, we've got to pitch in for things to be healthy and strong. But it's also God. You know, it's also God working, and God working through our sort of little humble efforts. It, it's, it's also, you know, us coming together collectively and so yeah, we got individual responsibility in there. The spirit's involved and the spirit's working. And the word is in there to give us guidance and to give us wisdom, to give us help. And and we're kind of all in it together. And that's kind of the amazing thing that God is trying to do among us. Is he's trying to he's trying to get us to, to, to love him, to love one another, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love our enemy and to do good to them, so that we can come together and be our best to be our healthiest that's where humans thrive we don't thrive in isolation we don't thrive, try to do it all on our own without God we, we don't thrive you know when we're, when we're trying just to, uh, to figure it all out and we're not learning from the wisdom of the scriptures the wisdom of one another it's really kind of that blend of humility and diligence and faith love and these kind of things. One of the things I love about the book of Acts is, uh, a lot of you, what a number of you shared, is that God comes beside us. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, this journey is going to be hard. And we, we know that to be true, right? If you've lived any life, you know what the journey is tough. It's, it's difficult. There's a lot of ups and downs. 
There's a lot that we go through. Everybody. Doesn't matter how much you make. Doesn't matter what family you grew up in. It's difficult for everyone. Which is good because it humbles us. Because it's to the end of ourselves, we're going, I need some help. And that's when we typically start to reach out to God. Like, God, help me. My car's <laughs> going off the cliff. <laughs> I know I haven't talked to you a whole lot recently, but I need you right now. <laughs> kind of thing. You know, we get to the end of ourselves. We're not relying on ourselves so much as on God who raises the dead. <clears throat> and I love this in Acts chapter 23. Look at this. Look at these couple of verses. And uh, we're going to be finishing up the book of Acts here over the next, uh, next couple of weeks. And so now we're in Acts 23. And, and of course, let's, let's kind of be reading along as we go in our own, in our own walk with God. Well, look at this. Paul is in a situation where he's on his way to Rome. And he's going to be go before Caesar. But as he's going there, he has to kind of go through the, kind of the court system. And not only the civil court system, but he has to go through sort of the, uh, the Jewish court system. And so he's meeting in, in Acts chapter 23 uh, with the Sadducees and with the Pharisees. Now, unfortunately, this is just kind of another religious group where, where they're not really living out their religion. They're, they're opposed to each other on kind of silly doctrinal kind of stuff. And so Paul brings up one of these issues in this Sanhedrin kind of court session with the Pharisees. And he talks about the resurrection of the dead, where they vehemently disagreed. And so they got into such a disagreement that they almost forgot about Paul. Because <laughs> they're arguing with each other so much about this stuff. And, and it says in, um, in verse 16, The dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. Crazy. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away. From them by force and bring them into the barracks. Listen to this. The following night, I'm sorry, Acts 23, verse 16. Acts 23, verse 16. Should I read it again? Verse 16. Oh, 10, okay. Uh, I know, I have my. That ten looks like a sixteen to me. All right, let's back up. Verse ten. I got contacts in, but I got one in, one out. Trying to figure this thing out. Put glasses on it. It Makes it even worse. Come on, Marty, help me out. So verse ten. Let's read it again. The dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. That's crazy. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. So everybody's against Paul. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Paul was feeling pretty lonely that Because he had no friends. He was up against the powers, the dominating powers of the Roman Empire, the dominating powers of the religious Jewish community. And so he's, he's on his own right here. And don't we feel that way sometimes? Don't we feel that way sometimes in the dark of night when we feel like we're in the barracks and it's just us? How in the world am I going to get through this? How am I going to do this? And this is where this verse really comes in. It's powerful. It says, The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take 
As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. You know, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, it says, And I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. And everybody else is left. Who is still there? The Lord. The Spirit. God has promised himself to you, and he will not go back on that promise. He's always available, 24-7. Jesus is walking with us, especially as we're really striving to do his work and to do his will. Mm-hmm. And I love this. He says, he says, he stood by his side. And I just want you to picture that for a minute. Jesus, the boss, the big dog, your big brother, standing next to you going, we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're going to make it. There's a lot going on here that you can't really see or understand right now. Let's just do this together. Let's keep putting one foot in front of the other. And we're going to get through this. You're going to see how that works, yeah. even in this challenging situation. Yeah. Take courage. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because this word, take courage, is also a, a word that's used in other parts of the New Testament saying, cheer up. Mm-hmm. It's the words that was used to, to Bartimaeus yeah. when he's on the side of the road saying, hey, Jesus, pay attention to me. And the people around us said, cheer up, because Jesus called. Mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, Bartimaeus, come on, talk to me. I hear you. I notice you. I see you. Let's talk. And the people around said, cheer up. On your feet. He's calm. And even during the darkest times, there's reason to be cheerful. Because God's with you. God's got you. God knows. God sees. God's in there. Yet you know that tough part of your journey. And maybe you're going through that tough part of your journey like right now. Be assured. God wants you to know that he loves you, that he believes in you, that he created you. He does not create junk. Mm-hmm. He loves you deeply. He knows what you need. And yes, he's going to ask you to stand up on your own two feet. He can't do everything for you. But he will provide what? His, his love, his relationship, his presence to walk with us. Not to do it for us. Yes, sometimes he's going to carry us. Sometimes he actually will do it for us, but most of the time it's just you and God. Building your friendship, building your relationship. And God saying, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Take courage. Cheer up. On your feet. He's calm. And I really want to encourage you over the next few weeks because there's going to be times where we're stressed out. There's going to be times when we're sad. And all that's fine. Blessed are those who mourn. Don't don't shy away from emotions, even though they're scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. Being emotionally developed in life is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. It's important to be someone who can mourn. It's important to be somebody who feels deeply about things. Right. Mm-hmm. Not to shy away from some of those scarier feelings. But the thing is, we don't need to stay there. We can be encouraged. Because that's what he's saying here. Take yeah. courage. Take hold of courage. It's available for you. Find that courage when you're sad. Find that courage when you don't think you can move forward. Take hold of it. Embrace it. God will provide it for you. That's called being encouraged. Mm-hmm. Right. Encouraged by God. I want to know. My spirit, by his word. Mm-hmm. To get through those valleys of death and those challenges. I never forget a time when um, I was up actually in the town of Julian where both Peter and Jeanette grew up in California. And so there was this really cool diving hole 
way back, way back, like 10 miles back in the foothills of Julie. So we lived in San Diego at the time. My dad was in town. My dad said, hey, let's get, you know, let's, you and your brother and I go for a couple of days of hike, hiking and, and camping. And so we were at a friend's house, the Jordan's Cabin. So we were staying there. But we had gone on a full day's worth of hikes. And so we were coming at the end of the day. We've been down to this cool, like, uh, like it's kind of like Warren Falls kind of place, where we were cliff jumping and having a whole lot of fun. But it was a long, it was a long drive back here. And so it's all dirt roads and stuff. So we're back there. We get in the car. It's, it's, it's getting dark. And we're like, wow, what an awesome day. We're exhausted. And so about a block into us driving out of there, there was a rock that hit the bottom of our car. And our, and our oil tank and, and sprung a hole. And so all the oil came out of our car. And we couldn't drive anymore. And so we had a 10-mile hike out of this very, very back place. It's getting dark. I'm with my 65-year-old dad and my brother. We had no water left. And we started going. And we started getting really scared because we had sweat a lot that day. We had no water. We had, it was getting cold. We were starting to feel like shivery. We were starting to feel really, really fatigued and exhausted. And so we climbed out as far as we could. There was a certain point in our in our road out where we actually like like um, spooned with each other. We lay down on the side of the road because we were cold, and it's kind of a deserty kind of place. And um, and we and we just to keep each other warm, we weren't quite sure how to move forward because um, and so we just kind of laid down next to each other and uh, just to try to keep each other warm. Well, right about that time, there was a pickup truck that we saw coming down the road. And we're like, oh man, our rescuers have come, we're hoping, or it's, it's you know, we weren't quite sure we were in for, you know, at that point. But so we see these, these lights coming down the road, it turns out it was this guy named Jose. And he was going back, in the, way back in the trail, because the next day, He's going to be taking his girlfriend down there and asking her to marry him. So he's putting some flowers down the trail and putting a note down the trail. And he's like, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> We're like, we told the story. And he said, okay, well, just hold on a few more minutes and I'll be right back. And we were a little bit afraid to let him go. We're like, no, okay, let's, get, let's get in the car right now. And he was in a pickup. And so sure enough, he, he drives down, he, he puts his, his uh, little gifts where he was going to put them, and then, he, and, then, and then he drives back, I don't know, it was like 15 minutes later, and it was, it was just like, literally straight out of heaven, these headlines, <laughs> coming, to, coming to, to, to rescue us. And so he, he had the heat cranked up way up in, this, in the cab, and so my, we put my dad in there, and then my brother and I, we got in the back of the pickup. And then he drove us, it was, I don't know, seven, eight miles to this cabin where we were staying. And, and we got there, and we were just so thankful. Literally, we felt like our life was in danger. So thankful for Jose. Jose, can you see? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm reminded of that when I look at pastors like this. Like Paul being in this dark barracks. All alone, and then seeing the headlights coming up. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus saying, Hey, we're going to get there together. Climb the back. It's warm in here. Take courage. I got you. 
And just speaking to the person, wasn't anybody else in there? And uh, of course, Paul probably told this story that the Lord stood by. That's what got me through. And he'll get you through as well if you put your trust in him, put your faith in him. And so, you know, today as we take the communion, I think what God wants us to feel is that he's coming up with us. That even though so many of the things that we read about with Jesus are, are spectacular and incredible, and him dying for us on the cross, and him rising from the dead, just like he said he would do, that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an aspect to God that's very personal. He knows, he knows you from before you were born. He knows exactly what you need. He wants, he wants to encourage you today. And I want you to think about a little bit, maybe that area where you need some encouragement, and then listen to God's voice of encouragement. Even if it's just not an answer, or not the, you know, the, the magic bullet, but even if it's just, hey, we're going to get through this together. Together, we can take this on. I got you. Let's go. That's the good news. Let's take hold of it this morning and let's let that try to strengthen us throughout the coming weeks when we're going to be challenged to think otherwise. Let's pray together and let's enjoy a communion celebration uh, together. Jesus, uh, help us just to hear your voice. Take courage. We're going to get there. Just as you proclaimed about me in all these different places, we're going to get there, and you're going to you're going to finish the mission, and we're in this together. Father, help us to hear your voice in a very personal way this morning, in a way that really speaks to what we're going through right this moment. Mm-hmm. And Father, help us to connect Jesus' blood and the fact that He shed His blood for us and gave His life, that He was here among us in body and spirit. And Father, help that to comfort us in a very personal way this morning. As we consider what you've done, as we consider how much you believe in us and how much you love us. And Father, help us to strengthen us that we can be true to the Lord with all of our hearts. God, thank you for this time in the Word. Thank you for this time to think about you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.